The Spanish Announce Table. This is episode 358 of the Spanish Announce Table. So much going on. Look at you. Tom's grooving over there, having a mm. blast. We've got AEW full gear. We're going to make some predictions for that. Oh, it's going to be fun. So excited. We went last night to Up Down KC, the finest arcade bar in the f- nation. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, and we hung out with the DWF guys again. No no Mercy. Uh, WWF No Mercy. Nintendo 64 tournament. Spoiler alert. I didn't win. Yeah, kicked off with me kicking your ass. That was so much fun. Yeah, and then the and then in the losers bracket, the guy I wrestled then he kicked my ass too. Yeah, but you put up a better fight the second time around. I thought I thought you got the buttons down True a little that. bit more the second. Yeah, time Yeah, I started figuring out like a couple things to do. It was, I think yeah. my first and second time playing the game, maybe ever. Yep, yeah, it, it looked fun. like it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was yeah, great. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun Young, for us. Beat me up anyway. Yeah, I don't care. Look. I got five fingers. This is my hands are rated E for everyone. I don't give a shit if you're an old lady or a young guy. I'm wop wop. We play those yeah. sticks. I put your ass in the dirt. Uh, but I lost too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the only person you beat. I think. Yeah. Well, because um, yeah, I was trying yeah. to think. One of the matches seemed a little fishy. Yeah. Well, when when the guys from the DWF brought their own controller yeah that's what it, i was like okay yeah because i took on uh took on what's his ass and i was like this seems rigged because i can't reverse any of this stuff allegedly. couldn't be that they're just better no, no. come on no you know how good i am at everything i'm at least an eight i do know how good you are at everything yeah it's, everything uh, yeah i know how good you are at everything mm-hmm. <laughs> right. i've seen it with my own two eyes it's amazing more than i care to see <laughs> tom all right full gear predictions we've got that coming up we'd like to review dynamite we think it's our favorite show and of course you know rampage fallout a lot of stuff happening there some of the greatest storylines being told in wrestling from some of our, our favorite wrestler. Um, we're going to talk about all that. But, but, but we also want to keep you up to date, informed of the hottest, latest, greatest in pro wrestling news. And a bit of a slow news week this week. So that, that way we don't have to do a whole lot of it. But, but Tom, are you ready to be like to get your news on? Yeah, because I can't read. So I need you to tell me stuff. All right, let's do it. Let's see. We're going to do it here eventually. already so soon oh no did someone pass away sabu announced his retirement from in-ring performances this week during an appearance on wrestling shoot interviews where he said quote i'm not doing real good i hurt my back about a year ago and it's still been hurting i wrestled a couple of weeks ago but i shouldn't have I've only wrestled like twice in the last year and only went to the gym a couple of times last year because I hurt my back. I'm probably not going to wrestle no more. I'm probably just going to do autograph signings and personal appearance type stuff. So is this a um, is this a Terry Funk retirement or is this like, yeah, Sabu? We should, like- well, so it should be a yeah, Sabu, because the length of his career and the damage he's put on his body, you need to stop. However, I think he's prisoner of the moment, and it's I'm hurt right now, so right now I don't want to do this. Do a yoga Two class. Two years, and, and he's yeah. going to be good, yeah. And then he's going to be fine wrestling. CBD, and you're right. Yeah, he'll be wrestling RVD at some DWF in you know Detroit, Michigan here in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Sabu, man. 
Sabu's mark on the industry for, you know what I mean? Like for minimal, like mainstream television time is intense for a whole generation. I think of him as really, you know, we talk about independent pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. I feel it's always been around, right? If you're not in the WWF, it's independent pro wrestling or back in the day, if you're not WWF, WCW, it's independent pro wrestling. I've always felt in my lifetime, he was the first independent pro wrestler I became aware of. Like he was the one where he he didn't need to go to either of those promotions because you were buying a ticket or you were reading the magazines for him. You know what I'm saying? Like Ted DiBiase is another great example where Ted DiBiase down in Texas was doing great work, but like everyone was kind of thinking like, well, he'll, he needs to go to the WWF. Like that's the next step for him. Right. Where Sabu is like, no, 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 just keep him here. And that then birth, I felt like the first, you know, buzzworthy independent pro wrestler that was going to just stay where he was. So, uh, his mark on the industry, like you said, is remarkable and I hope he does retire, but I feel like it's more, it's just how he feels right now. Give it six months and we'll, we'll review what we're feeling then. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's move on to the next one though. And Hey, you know, uh, best of everything to Sabu. Thanks for the Mm -hmm. memories. Mm -hmm. Now this is a rest in peace. No funny. No, no. Former WCW tag team champion. And 90s wrestling icon Judy Bagwell passed away this week at age 78 following a battle with dementia. Oh, no. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match, I think, is what everybody defaults memory to. But, like, she, again, WCW Tag Team Champion, was involved in, you know, some kind of storyline time frame for a little blip on the the radar there. And stuck out for that reason. Yeah, I think she's the representation of the dying days of WCW, right? When they were just throwing everything at the wall, it was Vince Russo as champion, Judy Bagwell on a forklift, uh, you know, uh, David Arquette wrestling a scaffold match or whatever it was. And so she, I think, gets lumped in with all of the craziness, wackiness of those, you know, last few months of WCW. She was entertaining. The Buff Bagwell stuff was fun because I think I remember, again, we don't fact check here. I think it was a, a feud between Buff Bagwell and Rick Steiner, and then it was Judy Bagwell on, on a forklift, and for whatever reason, like, he had to fight to, like, he had to fight to, like, keep her as his mom or something. I don't know. I forget the real details, but, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, I don't know what that was exactly. Definitively, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that stinks. I'm very sorry, especially with the holidays coming up. That's a that's a tough loss. That is indeed. Well, you can't take anything over when you lose the war. Ooh, are we talking about Eric Bischoff? NXT pay-per-views appear to be dropping the word TakeOver from their titles. Uh-huh. WWE social media promo graphics for NXT TakeOver War Games were removed and replaced this week with graphics that simply call it NXT War Games. Man, what a fall from grace, mm-hmm. NXT. They just, I feel like it. They took one punch and whimpered away, didn't they? Well, I feel like it kind of coincided with the network, where when the network went to Peacock, and then they decided that NXT wasn't going to compete with AEW. It felt like those were kind of at the same time. Now again, maybe a few months off here and there's that kind of stuff. But you go back two years ago, and everyone was talking about. 
you got to get the network for a takeover special. You're going to see, you know, the blow off feud between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Like that's the shit that everyone in the bubble of IWC needs to see. And now you fast forward to present day. And I don't know anyone currently who has the network anymore or Peacock as it is. And I haven't watched NXT since hit row went to SmackDown, which I know is relatively, you know, not that long ago, but still it, it speaks to the, I'm not going to watch Braun breaker or, you know, Joe Gacy be the heel who is like, considerate, you know? So like, Nope. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Guy wants to create safe spaces and positive masculinity, you know, non-toxic masculinity. And let's boo that motherfucker. Yeah, what is he? Gonna, it, yeah, in six months he's gonna lose a match to Josh Holly. Yeah, and I mean, hey, listen, yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah, because like you hear that motherfucker's going on like a a, a man show tour, basically. While Good, God, run yeah, for president on the idea of like being a real man. Yeah, who, who, hey. Josh Holly, by the way, Josh yeah. Holly is talking about we need masculinity back in America. Get fucked. Yeah, anyway, anyway, guy. we don't need to make that this show here, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, going back to NXT, it just feels like it's a fall from grace. I would say they need to go back to the network, but again, I don't think anyone's on the network watching original, you know, pro wrestling events. So RIP takeovers and RIP the brand, really. Just close up shop. God, that's sad. It is. Because what do they have? What do they have? Tommaso I mean, they Ciampa's don't have gonna... much, yeah. They, they really don't have anything. Like, it sucks. Yeah, because Tommaso Ciampa is going to lose this championship to whoever the the next, you know, we're going to give this person a shot. Maybe it's Braun Breaker. Maybe it's someone else. And then Ciampa is going to go away. And then it's just going to be rainbow diarrhea of bullshit no one cares about. Mandy Rose as your fucking champion. You used to have Shayna Baszler as the woman that was running the show in NXT. And now you have Mandy Rose. Yeah, let me be clear. Like, WWE has said, I, they've been outright forthright in everything we've seen in the news lately that, like, they want to, like, really hone this in on, like, a youth. It's a minor leagues training system. Well, nobody's going to watch that. Like, how many people are watching the minor league baseball on TV? Right. Like, you might go yeah. to the event because it's a fun event. And mm -hmm. it's like, hey, I want to root for that guy. I know he works nights at the fucking grocery store. Like, that's we get that with indie wrestling. We like we don't need that with NXT. Like NXT was a step above that. It was like that intermediary, but now you're trying to bring it down to that level just on your like that. We don't want to watch that. Well, and the other thing that I keep thinking about is I wonder when contract negotiations come up if USA Network is going to be like, "Hey, you sold us this bill of goods where we were going to get Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Finn Balor." And now the contract's up, and we're getting... Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, Mandy Rose, uh, you know, um, Kushida, which credits Kushida. I'm not saying anything, but, like, he's not a star, right? You know what I mean? And so it's like, if I was the USA Network, I would say, we, we'll re-up with you, but we're going to, you know, get a discount because that shit isn't what we bought initially, so... You know, we're going to take off a couple hundred thousand yeah, like, or whatever yeah, the price like, is. I know you got your new lover in Fox over there, so we don't need to keep fitting the alimony payments. Over yeah, there. exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That That's where, if you're going to say it's the minor league system, your broadcast partner, I would assume, is going to be pissed. 
Yep. Especially when you used to run the flagship show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you still do, but like, you still run that show. It's just not the flagship show anymore. You still run Raw mm-hmm. on USA, I guess. But like, so NXT with is, that with that takeover news, did they say you know or lack of takeover news? Will it air on USA or is it going to be a Peacock exclusive still? Ooh, that I didn't. Yeah, it didn't say that in the news story. Because maybe you can sell again, like a little bit of We're bump in the ratings. To special events to. To, to, you know, hey, listen, Dynamite does that. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe just copy that and say, we're going to steal it too. Because again, you're not going to, in my opinion, you're not going to buy a Peacock subscription if you didn't already have one for the next NXT special event. Yeah. So, might as well. You know what I would do if I'm WWE and I'm really trying to make NXT that way? Then I would move all your gimmick pay per views to the NXT brand and do them on the USA network like that, right? Like, get your Hell in a Cell there, get your War Games there, get your Money in the Bank there. Even Money in the Bank, maybe. You know what I mean? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank has some world championship ramifications. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know what I mean? Like, these little things. Even your Elimination Chamber, like, let the young kids battle that shit out on the mm-hmm. tv there for your big event to kind of because i'll watch if you're telling me like elimination chambers tonight i don't gotta know who's in it right like yeah. i'll watch it yeah it'll be fun war games Maybe. be like all right you know i'll give it a shot right i'll start watching it mm-hmm. and be like man all right these guys are beating the shit out of each other right or ladies or whatever you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know man nxt is just it's just disappointing anymore if i if i can pick a word that i feel fits it most it's just kind of like oh so much potential it and feels then, like the song. It feels like the song "Yesterday" by Boys to Men. You know, like that's how yeah. I feel with the NXT brand. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, it's no. just. And then you Hot just think time. about all. Well, those... We get good at this live stream thing. We'll, we'll like fit that in under the. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. We'll get it. We'll get locked in there. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We'll move on to the final news story we got here this week. <laughs> Fucked around and found out. Oh, uh-oh. That's not good. What happened? Police arrested Dana Brooks' fiance Ulysses Diaz this week on battery charges after the professional boxer and MMA fighter got into an argument on social media, then mm-hmm. went to the victim's home and punched them in the mouth. Diaz mm-hmm. has a professional boxing record of 12-1-0, a bare-knuckle fighting record of 2-1, as well as an MMA record of 1-0. Um, now, I don't know, you, you know opponents matter but i don't know if you know anything about ulysses diaz no i don't um i will say though like if you're gonna shit talk someone maybe do like a gps like who is around me kind of thing before you start talking shit because again like some people grew up and when you disrespect them they'll find out if you're close and if you're close you're gonna get a knock on the door and so like it's it's especially him. especially if they think you're empowered you're only feeling empowered to do this because you think i won't show up on your fucking door yeah yeah credit to him i know it's not right and i'm not saying we should all be violent credit but, to him what he did was wrong but credit to him. well i mean i think what he did is wrong is because i don't want the president for some dumb dumb who doesn't know what he's doing to show Assault up with a gun is not the answer for always for you know what i mean hey you suck right like mm-hmm. we can't necessarily set that precedent i think but yeah. mutual combat i'm 100 percent on if, if yeah, two people right. want to fight each other in the street 
make sure that you know after it's done there's no more uh violence that takes place that's 100 percent should be yeah, legal but what i'm getting at right that's what i'm saying and that's what i don't want to have happen is we're like well i'll grab a gun and go do something i don't want that yeah. but we should treat arguments like hockey fights Right, like yeah. we're gonna stand by and be like, all right, all right, yeah. okay, okay, you guys, good, 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 good. Right. Yeah, first time someone falls, okay, yeah, we're like, good. All right, you we're got him, here. you got him, you got him. Yep, right. yep. But just tr- wow, oh this is God, when trolling. So all right. I would, I would <laughs> no. be walking the streets twenty four seven. I would have so much less anger pent up and mm-hmm. built up inside. Right. Well, and I think it would, uh, it would uh, take away a lot of shit talking if the yeah. threat of like we're gonna do this, you know, just like this guy. I bet you, I don't know who he is. Uh, that he oh, punched he in the mouth. Shit talking on social media. I bet you he ain't gonna do it, or he's gonna make sure that that person's international. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or rich, right? I, I don't yeah. think that Ulysses Diaz. Like I'm sure he's doing maybe better than we are. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what Dana Brooke and him are bringing in, but like, right? He ain't he ain't a billionaire, right? So yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But man, when when trolling goes wrong, right? This is one of those shining examples of uh those dave Chappelle skits you know when he was like when keeping it real goes wrong and so like, even if you didn't, right here like, even if you were shit talking and then didn't know that this was the person showing up at your doorstep if you get a look at ulysses diaz if this person shows up at your doorstep you're like oh shit <laughs> like, i'm not answering yeah, yeah i'm not answering like, why did you open the door <laughs> like I, yeah. I wonder if the person was like all right okay Okay, twelve and one boxers like because yeah. <laughs> even if he only fights bums, you still are gonna knock out somebody who's not even a bum. And but right. there's worse than a bum in boxing. Like if I went to a boxing match right now, I'm worse than a bum, right? A mm-hmm. bum has trained. They're just not athletic and they don't have skills. You know right. what I mean? And they and they're just slow. Mm-hmm. I would show up and be like, "What do I do? The, which box? Which is the left and the right? <laughs> like I'm yeah. gonna get my ass kicked." <laughs> quicker yeah. than shit right and so i got i would have loved to have seen if that was the case he's like all right yo, you do okay i'll show you can show up at my house motherfucker <laughs> and then just bam. so applying oh. this to wwe you think dana brooke gets a push because vince is like yeah i like that shit you think she gets a push just because she her should boyfriend? tell him because remember we've we've heard the opposite right if vince thinks you're weak mm-hmm. or thinks then you're you're out of here like you're you're done and then um uh, you know what i mean he also loves to think women are all over him and want to impress him. But if he's like, if so you know she's what? She's like, hey, my boyfriend fucking knocking somebody out. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, God damn it. Yeah, yeah that's what God we need. Well, this, this right is what here. we're going to do. Let's put it in a storyline. We're going to have. great again. Right? Yeah, we're going to have Duke Drop write a tweet about you before Monday Night Raw, and you're going to find her backstage. You're going to punch her in the mouth, and everyone's going to get it because they know who your boyfriend is. Remember? Ha ha, that's fun. That was my Vince McMahon. It's not as good. Fucking Duke Drop. Uh, and what what's scary, job. but what's scary is you know that could easily be a storyline next Monday. Oh yeah, everything you said is exactly what's going to happen. Like, uh, <laughs> fucking Christ, great. man! Great, 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 great. All right, let's see here. Let's. Then that was the news. I mean, again, you think? slow news week. Well, slow news week, but I think right now this is the calm before the storm. And again, we'll get into it a little bit later. But we're going into one of the most anticipated pay-per-views of the year maybe not because of a fight card or a a match card from top to bottom but that main event is something that we have been waiting for since we were all in diapers it feels like like the payoff hopefully is going to be incredible whether one guy wins or the other guy wins i think we're gonna get some fun that are coming what's the other one this one i'm talking the other one eddie and punk that one's great. That's a little bit of a, a of a shotgun one, right? Like, oh, it's quick. Not, 
Yeah, it's a quick, quick one. But man, they blew it up quick. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, oh, it's going to be great. Right. But but this Hangman and well, Kenny Omega. Well, but I think Omega, we've been waiting for somebody to do, and we'll talk about it. We've been waiting for somebody to say to Punk and do to Punk what he's been yeah. doing. That's why I feel like the long build has been there. But anyway, let's look. Huge week of wrestling. We're going to talk about it. But first, we informed you of the news. But before we tell you everything we think about what happened, we want to reach out to you. We want to hear what you got to say. You could join us live now on the chat. And yes, I said live now. If you're listening to the podcast and you have YouTube and you don't know about our live streams, the fuck, man? Come join. Like, have fun. What the fuck? Talk to us. You know what I mean? Like, find us or go back and watch it later. Like, you get to see Tom drinking water right now. I didn't have the lid on. You know why he's not? Yeah, Tom trying to drink water. You know why he's drinking water right now is because you didn't donate beer money to us, and you can yep. do that at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You can even do that from the YouTube channel if you're on YouTube.com/SpanishAnnounceTube. There's links on there also for everything that you can find on Spanish Announce Table. Right, we got the Twitter, the the merch table, the beer donations. Right, the just donate if you want to give us money just because you like us. Do all that. But one of the most ways. Uh, one of the most impressive ways that you can get involved in this community right here is just get involved in this community. Use hashtag tweet the table. We're like the pro wrestling bar, right? Where we come up, have a seat at the bar. We're back here, tended bar. We're just hanging out. We're talking. We're talking wrestling. We want to hear what you got to say. And you can do that by using hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. Tom, are you ready to read some hashtag tweet the tables from the table? Next? Indeed. Let's here get to go. it. At Katie first, a lady says, stop hiring too many mm-hmm. darn people. That you're never going to use. Too many that should have been stars by now. And all because you had to change something that didn't need to be changed. Hashtag tweet the table. And look, I don't know if so many of them needed to be star or would have been stars by now. Right. But they sure did bloat themselves. I don't think they were even good the last couple years. Uh, They've done this before where they're like, we got a bunch of people because fuck any competition. We're just going to hoard them in. But the last couple years they were like... Okay, we're gonna hoard in all these people, and everybody's like, "Who the fuck are these people?" <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and all the other good people were left kind of like the real good because they were like, "Oh, we can't pull in this character because it doesn't fit our whatever." So they got the most vanilla, generic people out there, and so when they're cutting a lot of these right now, I was kind of like, I, "Look, I I think I've seen these names, but I don't know who a lot of these people are really." And yeah, with this recent round, you had the yeah. Nia Jax, you had the Keith Lee. But then after you kind of pass Karrion Cross, it gets a little mm-hmm. bit slim pickings. Um, I, I think it's a, a silly – this is where I don't blame WWE, though. It's a good business practice to say, hey, we're going to sign this person so that the competition doesn't have them. That's fine. So, listen, in the NFL right now, we were all talking about OBJ, right? Like, was he mm-hmm. going to go somewhere? And everybody was like, well, the Chiefs don't necessarily need another offensive weapon. We're Kansas City Chiefs fans, right? And everybody's like mm-hmm. – you know, like, oh, he might be a cancer. And I'm like, okay, but, like, I kind of just don't want him going to the competition. Yeah, right? exactly. I was like, so even if you sign him and bench him, like, just fucking. That's and fine he's all like, us. fuck you. Be like, all right, cool, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you just knew he was going to be an asshole the whole time, like, maybe you just deal with that, right? Like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But where I blame, where I put the blame is on the talent. And, and it's not a yeah. huge amount of blame because, again, the money that they're offering is probably more than anywhere else is going to give them, except for maybe AEW, right? More so, than we might stand to make in our adult lives, even. Exactly. Know? So I, I guess maybe temper your expectations when you're starting to see a bunch of signings because the talent by now should know, wait a minute, I got hired in with a class of 10, right? 
And then three months later, there's now a class of eight. Okay, something might be going on here. And then you got to change your mentality of like they don't really care. Yeah, but like they're not really invested in me per se. They just want me not on that. They're shotgun blasted. Well, I mean, they're just like we're gonna get everybody in. Who's good? Mm -hmm. None of you. All right, later. Right, like, or or it's not even later. It's just like none of you are good. Okay. Well, listen, hang out over here next right and they just mm-hmm. kind of leave them hanging there and so yeah but I, it, I probably at some point like you got to see the writing on the wall and I, and I probably would have been like if i'm one of these people at some point i know what you said money talks but don't you just like hey listen i can i go like well that's what i'm saying it, there, there's two different types of you know workers especially in this kind of an industry where it's like you're fueled by creativity and the art or you're just fueled by I got a raise right now. If you're the, I got a raise, you might last in WWE a few years longer than you should. If you are, I am a creative wrestler. I want to tell stories. You should know by now in 2021, that ain't the place. That ain't the place it, to go. It bothers him. That's bad for you to be bringing that. Mm-hmm. Up. Yeah. So that's where it's like, we have enough education well, now to know not to be doing that stuff if you're that type of wrestler. Well, speaking of that talent, let's stay kind of on the same subject with at bartender underscore all WC, speaking of the bar, uh, hey. says with all WWE roster releases, he said roaster releases, but hey, you know, roster releases, <laughs> do you think this could be, listen, you know how many typos are. All right. <laughs> do you think this could be the WWE strategy? Flood the market with talent and force AEW, Impact, and NWA to pick up said talent. Look at the last year of WCW and the roster they had at the end. Hashtag too much of a good thing. Hashtag truth table. I mean, yes, but I don't think you're really forcing them. That's the thing. If you're, you know, when you release a a talent like Bray Wyatt, there is going to be a competition bidding war between Impact, New Japan, AW, right? But when you released, you know, some of these nxt talents that we never even got to see on tv that's not forcing AEW or anyone to sign them you're really almost saying like hey talent maybe look for another field of work right yeah, or so, it's like hey back to the indies you really need to hone a different mm-hmm. start yeah, over right like do do something different reassess everything and Which so is, i so many artists and and people go oh, through that don't get me yeah. wrong like i'm not saying like you're a shit person because look this is the fifth iteration of this podcast we've been doing, you know, like eleventh, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think like you when WWE releases people, I don't think it forces the hand of any of the other promotions unless it's a Bray well, Wyatt kind of type of talent. Yeah, and Daniel more Bryan. so even because things like what we're talking about here is that like some of these guys like they're just not. They're just not all that good. So, like, it's not like these places are claim- – like, the WWE name and having been at WWE because of what we've talked about doesn't carry the same clout. Not anymore. It, if people yeah. are like, oh, you're at WWE? Yeah, man, everybody was at some point. Like, right. everybody was at some point, right? hmm Yeah, all right. So we'll move on. <laughs> all right, this one's going to be fun. At Ash Hendricks 92 says that Kingston Punk promo, though – Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, woo! Holy shit! Mm-mm-mm-mm. They had to have fought each other backstage. I mean, yeah. that seemed like yes. Hey, it, it felt like a gentleman's agreement backstage before the promo, where Kingston and Punk were like, "Hey, so we're gonna get into a little bit. I'm gonna say like you shouldn't be here." And then Punk's like, "Okay, cool. All right, that's fine." Well, right? No, and like the story he told, you know, like 
he was telling a true story. <laughs> the, well, the what I'm saying, portion, right? right? But what I'm saying is, I think before they go out there, there's a gentleman's agreement yes, of like, like, hey, I'm going to let you know, that, like hardy edge thing, right? Back in the day, where it's exactly, like, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm going to go there. We're working right now, right? Like, right. If we need to settle but, it later, we'll settle it later. But right now, we're going to work it, right? But what I think is it was that, right? So there's agreement before. Then they get out there. And then I believe one of one of the two, and I think maybe it was Eddie, went into the like, no, no, no. I don't think you should be here because of these fucking reasons. And it's like laying out the story. And if you watch that promo, Punk is standing in the corner. And he gets like uncomfortable. His body language yes. changes. Even to the point where yeah. he puts his hand on Eddie Kingston. I think that was like a, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. You just said I shouldn't be here. You're saying a lot more shit than I thought. That <laughs> moment hit me when he like went up and like did the like where you put your forehead on somebody. But mm -hmm. I could tell like Punk, I was like. Punk's not comfortable doing that. Like, he's doing that for appearances. You know, when you're like, oh, yeah, man? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like, because you could see he was, like, leaning out into it. And I was like, Eddie's ready to kick the shit out of this guy. I was mm -hmm. like, he's spitting something that he's wanted to get off his chest for a long time. So, yeah, we saw a work shoot here. I'm, I'm pretty well convinced of that. Or these guys put on one of the best performances of, of our history in this show, right? Um, but, man, I, I really... I kind of want to know if that last line was known, right? Like, like if he knew he was going to throw in, like, hey, all right, we'll quit and fucking don't come back mm -hmm. for seven years. Now, Woo! I will say, though, I will say, though, you know, if the, if we're scoring this, right, uh, doing like a, a, a judge's panel, I think everyone's going to say Eddie Kingston won that little battle, right, the promo battle. However, yeah. Punk not look outclassed, right? No, it wasn't of like a. Not. It wasn't a 10-7. No, if anything, I there was the times ring. I felt like Eddie was stalling, you know what I mean? Because he was just like, you know what I mean? Like thinking mm -hmm. of something to say in the moment. And Punk was more ready to go. I'll give Punk more if he felt like the seasoned veteran in that bit, which is, you know, I mean, they've both been wrestling about as long. But, like, well, he felt smoother, I, if you will. Yeah. But Eddie also was coming from a place where he wasn't smooth, right? Like, well, he's like, he's I'm just going to fucking rip your face yeah. off, you son of a bitch, right? Like, so it fit, right? Like, it fit well, so that may have just kind of been part of it, right? Um but Jesus, man, you, you could just see the blood boiling in that, like, in the, I wonder how many of those really connected, right? Like, how many of those were like, you know what, motherfucker, we're here. Rack. Well, read their lips afterwards. I know that this isn't a PG product, but when Punk is wide-eyed and yelling, I'm going to fucking kill you, I don't know if we're, we're CM Punk and now we're Phil Brooks. Yeah, well, and and I want to know, because I think we understand Eddie Kingston to be like a locker room leader back there, like a morale guy. So when he says, nobody fucking wants you here, I wonder what the percentage really is. Because, you know, some people are back there like, I don't give a shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, rising Whatever. tide, raises yeah. all boats kind of a thing. Some people know like, hey, I'm not the main event, so if somebody else is up there making his money, cool, right? Like, mm -hmm. fine. So I'm sure there's some people who don't give a shit, some people like the guy, some people consider him you know, a God or a mentor or whatever, but it felt like Eddie was comfortable saying like, nobody fucking wants you. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. And that I'm one, excited. that's when punk was like, F you know what I mean? That's why I was kind of like, was that line known to punk? Because that one seemed to take him aback. Like, uh, okay. Right. Where he's like, yeah. you know, when you're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, well, I'm rubber. You're glue. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah well, whatever. You're fat anyway, dude. <laughs> like, uh -huh. You know what I mean? That, that's what it felt like. 
And God, I shared it with folks that night. I was like, hey, if you haven't seen it yet, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. And it was Justin Summers of Wrestling Cheers, right? Trending Topics Network, friend of the show. He His only response was, God bless Eddie Kingston. So yes. let's take this one step further. And I know we're doing uh, hashtag tweet the tables, but it was brought up about this specific in-ring promo. Now let's talk a little bit about the promo package that they did with Eddie Kingston talking about the razor blade and the snail and that promo where uh, CM Punk was being like interjected with his, you know, uh, just CM Punk never said anything. It was just images of CM Punk while Eddie Kingston was talking about him. That was an amazing promo too. That I love those packages. AEW's vignettes and are getting better are so good right now. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston is just He's so good right now in in everything he's doing too. Like he's not like he's not necessarily your typical face character, right? But he's not doing anything necessarily heel like other than he's got an aggressive ready to fight mentality. And I just think they just need to ride like he's so capturing what it feels like to just fucking hate the world. Right? Well, Which a I lot of people do a- right now. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's an evolved baby face, right? Mm-hmm. Like, watch television. Watch stuff stuff that's outside of pro wrestling. You look at The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Succession, Billions. All of these shows, they're flawed people. It's not John Cena. Da, 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 da. It's fucking guys like Eddie Kingston who's like, I take Zoloft so I don't kill people. And you're like... Well, my cousin does too, so I, I can kind of relate to that. I know what he's going through, and so I see that new. You. you know what I mean? So it's like it's an evolved you baby face. That up too to to sidebar a little bit, but like his normalizing of mental health struggles and issues. Like mm-hmm. there was a big article about him and his and, and his the Players Tribune. Right Check now, it out, yeah. yeah. And just him bringing it up and all that. So kudos to him on that, also, right? Like he's also able to do that without making it cheesy, making it real, something relatable, and just just kudos to Eddie Kingston right now. But also the Eddie Kingston character. Now, that Players Tribune article, if you haven't read it, anyone who's listening, go out, make sure you find it. It's fantastic. But going back to the character, going into kayfabe, the thing that I like is when he yells at CM Punk, like the the genesis of this rivalry right now is Eddie Kingston was embarrassed. He felt like someone was looking at him, whether he was or wasn't. And now we've got beef, right? Like, that's a flawed character, right? Eddie Kingston isn't doing all the good things, yeah. and that's what makes him yeah. relatable. Eddie it's Kingston like, did interrupt CM Punk. Like, he was yeah. right to be like, hey, man, don't fucking paint me to be the bad guy here. Like, And he's like, no, nah, yeah. nah, you know why I fucking interrupted you, because it wasn't uh, about this moment. Don't fucking spin this. Like, yeah. you're an asshole, and you've always been one, and now everybody thinks you're fucking this cheesy nice guy. Fuck you, right? Yeah. I love it. Because you know how many times I felt that? I'm like, I'm like, that person? I know that person fucking steals from little kids. Like, are mm-hmm. you serious? Like, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. just. Mm. But yeah. the action of Love Eddie it. Kingston, the actions of Eddie Kingston isn't something that you would teach, you know, little children in elementary school. And that's what I'm talking about well, is that's wouldn't. relatable. But that's that's what's relatable is because, you know, that's what isn't the protocol to be successful in life. He's failing in front of us. And I like that. That's why Eddie Kingston is the best well, he's tied for first. Best baby faces in uh, in the world right now. That is true. They they are hitting on person living their like life struggles, being a failed, you know, a, like an imperfect human. I don't want to say failed, right? Like imperfect mm-hmm. human, live in front of us, just being who they are, exposed to the world. 
Yeah, and the the two the two most I I don't know how to say this because obviously you're gonna have people who are fans of Brian Danielson and things like that. But for me, the two best baby faces in pro wrestling, Eddie Kingston, Hangman Adam Page. I struggle with depression. I struggle with self-confidence. And that's what makes it awesome. That's what makes you tune in. At least for me, I'm speaking for myself here. But like that is what we're talking about with pro wrestling in 2021 and what we want to see. And it's so great. All right. Well, we'll move on. Because we've got a whole lot of AEW to talk about. Stick around. We've got AEW full gear predictions. We've got a Dynamite review. Loving that. But right now we're doing hashtag Tweet the Table. This is where you tell us what to talk about. Because we want to hear what you have to say first. You use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. Like at Katie First Lady says, Seth Rollins is looking more like a Dr. Seuss character. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And, man, I, you know, we covered this last week where, like, hey, Seth Rollins doing this stuff is better than Seth Rollins not doing this stuff. But there's still no, like, deep storyline where this crazy character is affecting how that storyline progresses, right? It's just him coming out and being like, ah, right? Like, look at me, I'm crazy. And we got it. You know what I mean? We got it the first time. I don't, I don't know where we go from here, but, like, I'm not getting – you know what I mean? I'm just not getting like a reason why I need to hate Seth Rollins or a reason I need to care if he wins or not. You don't give a shit, do you? <laughs> okay. Tom Freeze? Is that what happened? Did we lose Tom? You're I'm live. here. Tom I'm, live. I'm live. We were talking Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, for folks listening to the podcast, this will be seamless. There will be no issues. Uh, Nothing happened. Stream, you know, here, let me retweet this out just so folks, you know. And know we're still live and stuff like that. But Tom, Seth Rollins, you know, we discussed this. Seth Rollins doing the crazy gear and and all of that jazz. It's better than Seth Rollins not doing it, but there's still nothing to sink our teeth into from like, why do we care that Seth Rollins is doing this, right? We don't care if he's losing. We don't care if he's winning. Well, why? I like a little bit of what he's doing in the sense that he's almost like the Riddler where he is – you know, planting little seeds in Kevin Owens' mind and in, in Big E's mind of like, hey, I think you two guys really don't like each other. So Big E, just just fight me. You know me. Like fight the devil, you know. Don't fight Kevin Owens, right? So I like that aspect of his of his character. Yes, the clothes are are crazy. One thing that I'm starting to like though, if you catch on, Becky Lynch. Uh, she's not too far behind old Seth Rollins with the the weird wardrobe and crazy uh, crazy hairdo. So I like that it's almost these like slow moving ships where I think eventually we're gonna get Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins to come back together as they did when they're baby faces, but now coming back as these crazy you know out of their brain heels. And so maybe that will be fun. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I mean, I don't want to keep shitting on them forever, but like WWE's got nothing for me anymore. Like they just don't have it's surface any value. Yeah, yeah, it's surface nothing. value. All right. Well, you kind of mentioned this. At Lady Undertaker says Becky Lynch on Raw kind of reminded me of the Red Rooster. Sigh. Poor Terry Taylor. What a stupid gimmick he had. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was stupid. But I mean, there's there's also worse, and I know that the Red Rooster is the is the um, go to talking shit on bad gimmicks, right? Kind of how like Judy Bagwell on a uh, forklift was the bad part of WCW at the end, right? 
There was also bullshit, though. Coco Beware, come on. Uh, the yes. Repo Man, come on. You know what I mean? Like, there was some bullshit. The Repo Man. He's coming I, to take back your shit. Like, I, he should have been involved with Money, Inc. I think he was for a second. Yeah, wasn't he? Maybe yeah, he was. Because, hey, he's yeah. got to go steal, like, hey, pay your but, bills. I will say the Becky Lynch uh, presentation makes you do a double take. I was flipping through the channels. Obviously, I was watching my holiday bacon championship. Can't wait. Got the season premiere two hours in. Now we're waiting for next week. But I was flipping through commercial and or you Becky were watching do a take. Danny Adams, better known as Dan the Dad on AW Dark Elevation. Well, that's on YouTube. And, yeah, I was watching that before because that airs uh, right, at before. 5 o'clock in the one true time Fucking zone. Dan so I was dad. watching that. Dan the I, dad. I love that they like referenced he was a dad, but like I don't know why they wouldn't call him Dan the dad. Maybe they didn't well, want him to get over. I don't know because you know uh, Ricky Shane Page is Ricky Shane Page, and we know him as Ricky Shane Page. But every yeah. time he's wrestled in AEW, he's RSP. So I don't know. Maybe there's licensing, or I don't know. Maybe they don't want to pay, so just go by a different name. You know, like maybe Dan the dad yeah, has rights or something, but. It is interesting, but yeah, he was Dan the dad, right? He's doing the whole thing and all that stuff. Well, um, they referenced that he looked like a dad, and they were calling him yeah. the dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. More of Dan the dad in AEW. He's already friends with Orange Cassidy breaking kayfabe, right? We've done some Dan fun stuff with Dan Housen. Dark Order. Oh, Johnny Hungy and Dan oh, the dad. God. Yeah, Evil Just Uno and Dan Chris the Jericho dad. Jericho and Dan the dad. Well, that's what I'm getting at. You know, we talked about a few months ago where um, Ring of Honor is up for sale. And one of the characters that I said, like, hey, there's a lot of great talent there. But the one talent I for sure want to go to AEW is Danhausen. Now, Danhausen broke his leg, unfortunately. Uh, he is cursed. So hopefully he gets uh, well soon. But think of the fun match that they've already done on the indies that they could do on AEW television with Dan the Dad, Orange Cassidy, Danhausen. Triple threat. That's just fun. Yeah. That's just fun. Just fun. Do it. Fun. Do the fun. All right. Last tweet. Again, can't stress this enough. Come hang out at Pro Wrestling's bar with us. Hashtag tweet the table. You sit. You have a seat at the bar, and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, just like at Katie First Lady did here. And she says, I love that Ruby Soho is the lone woman to get in between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Hashtag tough cookie. Hashtag, hashtag, or excuse me, hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah. Um, hey. Well, it's so great because, again, the detail, and I think I uh, responded to her mm-hmm. through our, our Twitter account, but the details matter in AW. We've already been... It's already been established that Eddie Kingston and Ruby Soho have a history. They're kind of BFFs. They got each other's backs, regardless of with one's heel, one's face, all that stuff, so far in the short history that they've been in AEW. So if Eddie Kingston, who is losing his mind because CM Punk is that motherfucker that's done something, well, what is it? I don't know, but look at him, right? Like, that's what the beef is all about. It's just the, I know you did something, you asshole. Well, what was it? Look at him. He, ah. Right. So when you see your friend losing their shit, you would go and say like, Eddie, chill out. And, you know, on the roster currently traveling to town to town, Ruby Soho is that friend that's going to stop him from grabbing a knife and trying to stab CM Punk in the parking lot. So it's so great that it wasn't. Now, again, Dustin Rhodes was in this pull apart and there was other just talent that was there to be there. 
but there were there were those little details of like yeah that would totally make sense why ruby soho is there not just it's a woman i i gotta be involved right it was no you know right like it wasn't anna J that was breaking it up is what right. i'm saying you know what i mean yep. so uh i loved it that was again you're you're rewarded for watching a television show love Go you figure. aw so that was hashtag tweet the table. We want you to join in. We want we don't want to just hear from these people because we love these people. And we want to hear from them, but we also want to hear from you. So do that shit. Hashtag tweet the table. Do it. But Tom, what do you want to do? You just want to like you want to cover AW Dynamite Rampage. I mean, we we covered the Eddie Kingston Punk promo, but we've got full gear coming up. So we should probably hit like what's happened kind of on these go home yeah. shows leading into there, and then then we'll make well, some picks. Well, so I think I think we should just go right into full gear, and this is okay. why. There's some of the matches. For example, you got the Jungle Boy versus Anthony Bowens. You had the um, Wardlow match that really don't fit into the full gear card. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get off of too many topics. Uh, again, Jungle Boy does tie in a little bit, but um, I want to go right into our picks, and then we could talk about. Hey, did you see? dynamite this happened to this person that's why i'm picking that right i think that's a little bit more perfect uh, better continuity for the listeners. sounds listener. great you like You're this good at this, workshop- Tom. yeah workshopping on air look at that hey, look a- if we can crash live on air we're gonna have yeah, a workshop live on air. i tell you what you don't know us any better that we didn't even plan this maybe this is a work or maybe it's a shoot let's get into the card you would think with how many technical difficulties we have that it is a work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know I, what? Like, you know what I do know? We never fucking did the emails first and the news last. I fucking know that. Yeah. Duh. Duh. By the way, if you want to email, tableshow at gmail.com. Tableshow at gmail.com. Long form question or thought. There you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, so AEW Full Gears, full card. Let's kick it off with the pre-show match. It's Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Tim? Shida and Rosa win this, right? They're going to get the crowd pop, I think, because it, 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 that helps get one over on the DMD without the DMD having to, to lose. Yeah, Thunder Rosa's pinning Nyla Rose to say, I'm standing in victory. I am Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker, I'm coming for everything you took yep. away from me, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Come in and knock my teeth out, bitch. Yeah. I'm the real fight. You took everything I worked for. That's a Nate Diaz promo. That's how he got the Conor McGregor fight. Anyhow, um, this is what I will say, though, about the pre-show match. Nyla Rose is still untouchable, right? You can put her on dark. She's going to win 20 matches. Let's say Britt Baker does lose to Tay Conti, which we'll get into that pick later. Nyla Rose is a good first opponent, right? However, I just I, I fear like like we don't want to do that too much with Nyla Rose, where it's like, hey, well, someone has to lose. Well, Nyla Rose, get her, put her in this tag match, and it's like mm, we're we're doing a little bit of uh, uh, damage to to the invisibility or invincible, uh, you know, monster that is Nyla Rose. So I think that's what's going to happen. But let's 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 put some kid gloves on Nyla Rose as we move forward. All right, so next match here, we got Pac and Cody Rhodes Rhodes, taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Tim, who do you pick? So this is a tough one because I feel like you have the opportunity. I know they're trying to build Cody and, like, focus on Cody. 
But in a tag match with some non-necessarily related players, he can lose, right? And mm-hmm. and fester more into what he's building. So I'm going to say Cody and Pac lose. So you're taking Malachi Black and Andrade. Yeah. God dang it, so do I. Now, let's talk about this real quick. On Dynamite, look, I'm still Team Cody Rhodes. I, I really want him to be healed because that is the best version of Cody Rhodes, in my opinion. But his baby face run, I'm still like, besides the, the thing that he did with Anthony Agogo, where it was like, why the fuck are you talking about race relationships in an American versus England? That was a total miss. But other than that, I think he's doing good. However, Cody, you had to come from the nosebleeds to run down through the crowd to make the save on Dynamite. Like, my guy. Let's just go through the ramp. It's bad enough you gum through the middle and everyone else comes through these, you know, circular entrances. Let's not be the – because it was like, hey, they're going to cheer me if they see me, right? They want to be on TV, so it looks like they're cheering me. And I get that thought process, but don't do it from row 118. Like, fucking be down a little bit. That was that – was, anyhow. Uh, and I'm going to shout out the chat on YouTube. Katie, the first lady says, before you crashed, mm-hmm. thanks for bringing that up, Katie says, thanks. I don't know if you saw, but I said, AEW TV was great this week. And I genuinely mm-hmm. look forward to AEW every week. Uh, I think maybe she's saying more than WWE. And that's from a lifelong WWE fan looking forward to full gear. And I think we've kind of talked about this where we grew up with wrestling enthralled by the stories it was telling when we were kids, you know, I mean, I I think WWE, the reason we were drawn to it, a, it was in front of our face, right? They hit the cable TV market and they were putting cartoon stuff when we were kids up. And then the attitude era came along and when we were teenagers, ruthless aggression era came along and then things just kind of started to peter out. And like, now they've just become so corporate and so vanilla and so kind of like run the same thing back, the same vanilla mm-hmm. thing that we're just kind of like, well, there's no yeah. substance here. But AW is just not that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people are picking sides and they want to fucking wave a flag and I don't give a shit, right? Like, who cares? But yeah. like, to me, it's just, I don't know how you can watch WWE and think there's any kind of like enthralling, like, oh man, bite my nails, what's going to happen next, right? There's none of that. All of that is gone, right? Like, and that's why I like AEW because it's just there's more guesswork. There's more advanced characteristics in the characters, right? There's more attention to detail, like the yes. Ruby Soho and Eddie Kingston point. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, I feel like the bread and butter story that WWE will always lean on is can they coexist? Fuck, they're doing it right now with Kevin Owens and Big mm. E. Can they coexist? That's all they it's do. Like, that's it's all, all they can they do. do. Yeah. Anyhow. My pick for this match is going to be Malachi Black and Andrade, as I mentioned. But this is the reason why. I think we're going to get House of Black. I think Andrade is kind of out in no man's land. AEW is the king of put him in a faction. We already have the name House of Black. I think we're going to get a little bit of a partnership between Malachi Black and Andrade. And I think this is then going to be where Cody Rhodes says, hey, you motherfuckers hate me, right? Okay, you all hate me. 
watch what I can do in the ring. Me and Pac are going to have a feud, and we're going to tear the house down. And I think Pac's going to get pissed that Cody lost the match, and then we're going to get Pac Cody Rhodes, and that's where we're going to get these five-star matches, you know, or a potential five-star matches out of Cody. The House of Black thing is interesting if Andrade's there because it's not the direction I would have thought that thing's going to go. I was picturing um, the Flock, the blade. Two, you know, Flock 2.0, mm-hmm. if you will. Um which is not a terrible idea for the Malachi Black character, right? Like, he feels like he would have a couple minions that he's fleecing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's a snake oil salesman. But, um, yeah, I, hey, I don't mind it. Those two guys, Cause, you know? Yeah, well, I think we are going to build it out. This is me guessing here. I'm just guessing. Again, I don't read any of the, the Wade Kellers and all that stuff. I don't read it. Um, I, this is what I'm guessing. I think we're going to get Malachi Black and Andrade as this two-headed monster that leads the House of Black. I think, in my opinion, Matt Hardy is flat soda. He's done. Like, this House of Hardy stuff, fucking throw it in the trash. Matt Hardy so with provolone cheese. Yeah, it just, we're done, right? So, with that being said, I think the House of Black might be getting Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. I think we might get That's great. Uh, well, and then I also think that. we get a little uh, Abaddon, right? Because she's just hanging out, being crazy. Luther, Luther, and Serpentico. <laughs> well, I mean, really, I mean, you know, you could fit him in there and make him less goofy, and but I and think it would I, work. I think what we're gonna do with Malachi Black and Andrade, the comparison that I have in my brain is when we did the corporate ministry, right? So like Undertaker was this you know, all king of darkness, but like Triple H was in there too, right? And like Triple H wasn't any spooky little demon, but him and Undertaker were working to beat the fuck out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I think we got might get that like vibe of a corporate ministry with Andrade and Malachi Black, but that's just my opinion. All right, so let's move on now to the street fight. It's the inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz taking on... Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Now, did you see Dan Lambert throw Chris Jericho through a table on Dynamite? Loved it. Loved it. I've got it right up behind us here. Lambert flexing. Um, God. I So, this one I'm torn, right? They love the inner circle. They love the inner circle to, you know, Hogan must pose. Uh, it's an AW staple from day one. Uh, literally right like mm-hmm. so you know I, nothing shocks me if inner circle stands over these fucks and, and waves of the crowd but we have heard rumblings that like jericho's got a shit ton of other stuff he's got to go do for a while maybe he's out we're trying to build men of the year i'm not shocked if they lose so for that reason i'm gonna go with the lambert team somehow pulls off this victory and jericho maybe is like they 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 fucking killed him right and then so maybe we get like a a Santana and Ortiz versus Men of the Year coming out of that for Jericho's honor, maybe, right? Something like that. Okay, great. I'm glad you went with that because you're wrong. It's going to be the <laughs> inner circle, right? We finally disagree. Uh, you're not going to have Sammy Guevara, your TNT champion, uh, lose a match. Well, but he doesn't have this. to be involved in it. But it's still, you don't, no, you can't have that. So it's going to be the ah, inner circle. You're thinking old school. You're thinking Bruce well, Pritchard wrestling. Well, and you know why? Because I go back to the Chris Jericho MJF feud. We did the five labors of Jericho, which was enthralling for the first three chapters. And you should have lost it. And he should have retired. 
and should you, have but, went away, but you didn't. But but he didn't, and so I now it's the it, now it's you the Hogan must pose. Yep, I did. So I, I, did. I was going to bring this up, but I, I I changed my mind as I was going to bring it up. I was mm-hmm. going to suggest that you know we had been making a loser of these picks do something. Yeah, but I don't even want to do that because I just think oh, we should do well, this together. <laughs> well, no, I think we should just do this as a special event that folks maybe, okay maybe they donate right. to watch. But the loser was going to have to watch, sit through and binge watch off the hook extreme catches with Eric Young, the fishing show with Eric Young. <laughs> and so now I just think we should just do that. We should just do while it. drinking and just like put that up for people to like you know donate yeah. and watch. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we'll do that. But it, mm, uh, yeah, this That's is making me think do. like yeah, that was a great idea. The loser should not. Yeah. <laughs> should not have to do it. We should both do it together. <laughs> now. Now, I think out of this match, I think this is where we might get Dan Lambert to go away for a while. He might get mad at men of the year. I think then we might see Junior Dos Santos be the star of this match where he's like the breakout. Like, wow, he could do stuff. And then you might get on Dynamite in two weeks, Junior Dos Santos, Jake Hager. Right. We could still continue the feud. I know what it is. But then they're what? Junior Dos Santos Mm -hmm. versus Shaq. No, 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 no. Shaq's wrestling Paul White. That's <laughs> yeah, Shaq's going to wrestle Paul White. God damn it. That, that is going to happen, right? Yeah. So here's what's going to happen. All right, so sidebar for that. Paul White's going to, like, come back and, like, end up view and be like, hey, guys, what's up? Remember me, Paul White? And everyone's going to be like, hey, great. Like, he's like, hey, Paul White. And everyone's going to be like, great, wonderful. And then somebody's going to be like, he's going to be like, hey, man, don't make me, right? And he's going to, like, put away somebody real quick, right? And he's going to be like, eh. Be like, yeah, I still got it. And then that's when. He's going to get, like, the tap on the shoulder or the music's going to hit be like, oh, you say you still got it? And then, ah, mm. Tim, oh, you got my creative juices going. Okay, here this we go. T-Mac story time. This is what happens. Fucking love this. T-Mac story time. This is one of the best we things get, of Spanish yep. stable. I don't know the next pay-per-view because I haven't memorized, like, what the Sin. Know, order of the paper is. No, good God, not an <laughs> A-W. Sin. Christ, no. A-W, Sin. It's not that. But Hog wild. Say, Let's say it's um, all out. I think it's or uh, double or nothing. Yeah, I think double right. or nothing is the next yeah, one, right? Right. Let's, I, I'm guessing here, right? Yeah. But, they name them after casino things, right? So like yeah. all out, the buy-in, yeah, puke all in the alleyway, stuff. right? Whatever. Yeah. So two weeks before the next pay per view, Paul White is going to have a match on Dynamite that no one's going to give a shit about. It's a three on one match. He's going to beat up Sir Pensico, Luther. And Fuego do Sil, right? Just as like a fuck you to Fuego, maybe, right? Yeah, he's gonna throw him around. Yeah. Paul White beats all three of them up. Ah ha ha. I'm so great. No more BS. Guy, right. Guy comes running out on the microphone saying, No, 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 you are not as good as you think you are. It's smart Mark Sterling. And if you remember, smart Mark Sterling represents Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill's best friend is Shaq. So smart Mark or smart Mark comes out and is like, no, 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 no. We are tired of this old song and show. We do not want this. Not at all. We have a challenge for you at the next pay-per-view. Paul White's like, well, who is it? He's like, you'll find out in time. So we don't know who it is. It's Paul White versus mystery, right? Paul White at the pay-per-view walks out. Mark Sterling comes out. Jade Cargill walks out with them. And then people are like, "Uh uh-oh. It's not Jade Cargill, obviously, right? But, like, those two. Oh, but we can flirt with that for a while. People be like, 
Because oh, people may not like necessarily not believe that. They'll be like, right. they're really trying to push Jay Cargill right now. Right, and she can do the flexing. She can do the body you know, poses and all that stuff. And then the lights and go out. And the uncomfortableness, out. though, of Big Show in that moment. Be like, look, I'm not going to fucking fight a right. girl. And she's like, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, pushes him a little bit. Like, I will yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so lights go out. Lights come back on. Top of the ramp. Shaq is standing there like Shaq Fu. He walks down to the ramp. We get the match. I think the ambulance pulls up because remember he disappeared oh, out of the that ambulance. That would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. That would be great. So yes. Up. Fucking Shaq crawling out like he's Godzilla coming out of this fucking ambulance, man. Oh, um, God. And you could have Mark. So Ster- yeah. And you could have Mark Sterling even say like, "This is where you're leaving. This is how your night ends." Dude. And the ambulance comes, and then Shaq comes out of it. And to sidebar off of all of this, but still on the same subject. Why are we not getting more smart Mark Sterling? I know he's got the thing with Jay Cargo, but why does he not representing more people? This guy's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's very good. He's in GCW. He represents Matt Cardona, you know? So uh, I like him. Yeah, more of him wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I would say, though, we need, to, like, all of our management – except for Leo Rush, but I think we might get a heel turn later down the road. But all our management are heels, right? So it's Vicky Guerrero. It's Dan Lambert. It's Mark Sterling. It's, yeah, you we know. Got no face managers. We got no face managers. We got managers. no Miss Elizabeth. Right. We need someone like that. That's what I would say. But, all right, let's get back on track here. So, going back to the full gear card, we get our next match, which is a Falls Count Anywhere. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express taking on the Super Elite. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. With the caveat is we again we record on a Thursday night. Tomorrow night, it's gonna be Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Bobby Fish. Maybe something comes from that. Yeah, that's where I feel like the Super Elite gets over. Bobby Fish helps them win. He's part of the Super Elite, maybe, so that they can eventually split away and have this like undisputed era versus Young Bucks kind of thing. Because like look jungle boys over as is over as can get the man christian cool but like they can take a loss and it's not gonna hurt mm-hmm. anything if the super elite takes a loss right now it makes them look less credible up against adam page who needs to overcome everything mm-hmm. right the storyline mm-hmm. dictates it he needs to have the fucking stack decked against or, or the deck stacked against them mm-hmm. and and overcome it even when he's fucking not confident in himself so, yeah, I'm picking Super Elite because Bobby Fish comes in, and now he's part of the Super Elite for a while. Well, I think this becomes the Young Bucks looking at Adam Cole and like, hey, man. Who's your fucking just, guy? But, like, it was just going to be the three of us going to dinner. What's the extra chair? And then yeah. Bobby Fish is like, hey, guys, what's up? And then Adam Cole's like, I don't understand why you guys have a you know beef great? with this guy. Is when they do this, like in that match, they've got him like, or, or you know, next time Bobby Fish is around, they're doing that thing, and they go to kiss him, and then Bobby Fish like tries to jump into, yeah. and it's like all awkward because there's like not a space for him. Yeah, and he just ruins that. Like, God, that would be amazing. Yeah, and then again, breaking kayfabe here just for a quick moment. It's being reported Kyle O'Reilly's contract is in uh, is up at the end of the month. We get. Undisputed Era. Friend of the show, versus... Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. And yes what would they indeed, call themselves since they can't be the Undisputed Era? They're going to be something Era, right? Mm-hmm. Or Undisputed something. Undefeated? No, because they'd, they'd eventually lose. But something. Yeah, they would do something. Something. They're going to be something but Era. this is then where Kenny Omega transitions out of the title picture, right? Because it can't just be him and Hangman again, right? Because 
we got a match coming up uh, between uh, Brian Danielson and Miro, who gets the next shot. So then you get Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus the Undisputed Era. <laughs> and speaking of heel managers, we got the return of the coup de gras, the best of the oh, best. Oh, let's get to that when the match comes, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Don Callis, which I don't want to forget this point because I may forget oh. this point. What a fucking idiot. And also, how awesome. This fucking knuckle-dragging idiot wore a fake mustache and goatee underneath a mask. <laughs> he was wearing a mask as the camera guy takes off the mask, and he's wearing a fake That's mustache. Don Callis. That's, That's Don Callis. I laughed for a solid minute when it dawned on me what fucking idiot thing he did there. He had to wear He's wearing a and mask. He just sells it all out, right? He's like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest guy in the world. Fucking oh, Don Callis is one of my favorites right now. It's like yes. Don Callis, Matt Cardona, right? When yep. We're talking like heels and shit. God yeah. damn it. Love They're it. great. Well, love it, love it, love it. Speaking of great heels, let's get into our next match. We have Darby Allen taking on MJF. Are we going to see MJF lose legit? God, I hope not. I really hope not. I I need personally, for my own sake, MJF to win this. I need it. I want AW so, to hear this. I need MJF to win this. Well, I mean, you I'm know, picking him. MJF. All right, you got. You would. God be, damn, that's that, wrong. No, because here's the thing that you got to consider: what we just talked about. At the last pay-per-view, again, it was under shady conditions because uh, Jericho hit him with the Judas effect, which he shouldn't have. That was illegal, right? But he still did it. Um, MJF lost. So you're going to have MJF lose back-to-back pay-per-views? I think they might view him as that strong. Like, Look, he's going to get the heat anytime he oh, goes out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're positioning these four pillars, right? Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF. Yeah, that's not a mistake. They're using that term specifically. Mm-hmm. So. He wins. MJF wins. Because he's better than you, and you know it. Well. You know it. You know it. You well, know it. Hold on. Let's talk it out a little bit. <laughs> let's talk it, it out. Ella. You fucking know it. Because I said it's Darby Allen you versus want MJF. Well, hold on. It's Darby Allen versus MJF, right? That's what it has on the God on the damn, it's on the fucking Darby Allen. He's one of but, the pillars also. Hold on. I didn't say it, it most likely it doesn't say it here, but it's most likely Darby Allen with Sting and MJF with Wardlow and Wardlow is going to have his accountability buddy Sean Spears. I think we might see Wardlow coming out of this and cost MJF the match. What if we see Sting cost no. Darby on this. Like, no. Yeah, fuck no. this Come on. Happen. Come on. That would now. be too Come cool. On. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Wardlow cost MJF the match. He beats the shit out of Sean Spears. And Fucking, then flexes. Like, murders him. The cops actually get called from somebody in the arena. He, and MJF's like, what the fuck, dude? He doesn't give a shit about Sean Spears. Like, look at the mess you made. And then mm. fucking takes one to the face. And Darby Allen hits the coffin Allen drop wins. and wins. God and then, damn it. And, and you know why I also think this may happen? As I mentioned, on Dynamite, there was just a random match as the go-home show to full gear where Wardlow just beat the fuck out of uh, Yuta, right? Just yeah, like, beat the shit boom. out of him. 
Why did Yuta, that happen? Somebody else beat the shit out of Yuta, too. Didn't it? it was Moxley. Moxley, yeah. Yeah. So, but like... You just why was his parking space or something? Why has he got to give her? <laughs> Possibly, but Maybe. going back to my point, why was that match there on the go home show to full gear? Make you think about Wardlow, and he's a beast. And then that there he you destroys go. people. He's gonna get mad that MJF is out through their throat. I bet you MJF says do something, Sting, and Wardlow's like that was my hero as a kid. Like I'm fucking drawing the line right here. No, I'm done. I've already beat him up once. I'm not doing it again. That's when Sean Spears goes pushes him. Is like yeah. He okay. put, he beats the fuck out of Sean Spears, then costs MJF the match. So let's play this scenario out. Walk down this hypothetical highway with me. We don't get a Sting heel turn. What we start seeing is Darby Allen having to go to extreme lengths to put away MJF and Wardlow. And he starts doing a quick little fucking whatever. And Sting's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You can't twist his fucking titty. Like, stop. Right? And keeps like trying to like, hey, man, don't do that. Do it right. And then at some point, Darby Allen's like, fuck you, bitch, and gives him the Kansas City cunt punt. And MJF sneaks in, gets the victory or whatever. And then we get Darby Allen like, you bitch, fuck you. Like, you're, it's your fault. And Sting's like, fuck you, I was trying to keep you straight. And then we get a Darby Allen heel turn. Yeah. He's kind of stale. Right. Now, I would switch this with one little thing here. This mm-hmm. is what I would do. I like that idea, except for I would have... Darby Allen doing all the weird, you know, uh, uh, heel tactics. Sting calls him out on it. the taint. Right. But Sting calls him out on it. (laughs) And Sting's like, you know what? Fine. I'm done. And then he hits him with a scorpion death drop. Leaves Darby Lane. MJF crawls. Poking his chest. Yeah. Yeah, MJF just steals. Yeah. And then MJF goes and puts his finger over Darby Allen. One, two, three. Warlow even drags him on him. Yeah. Wardlow has to drag him after Sting dropped him because Darby Allen was like just hitting him with a fucking skateboard over and over again mm-hmm. until we were uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And then Sting drops him, Wardlow drags him, and then Wardlow gets like, bitch, I fucking made you. And so we get two feuds out of that, right? Because MJF Wardlow and Sting Darby Allen. I like that. All right, let's get back into the matches here in our predictions. AEW Tag Team Championships. The Lucha Bros, the AEW Tag Team Champions, taking on the AAA Tag Team Champions, FTR. This one's hard. I don't know where we're going on this one. Who do you got? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I feel like is the, t- the AEW titles are on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lucha Bros come away. I don't think they're going to take them off. I don't think they're going to have them holding like double tag team titles. So some. Well, they were. Off. Remember. Oh, you're saying FTR is not going to hold right, double. Right. Oh, got gotcha, you. I got you. Because Lucha Bros were. That's what I was saying. Right. Um, yeah, I can see Lucha Bros. Are both titles on the line? I think it's just AEW. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lucha I Bros. Got, I got Lucha Bros. Because or I think. FTR wins and they don't get the title somehow. One of those victories, right? Like, oh, DQ. Yeah, yeah, they get disqualified. Because like I think we pivoted early because we want to do the street fight and Dan Lambert and American Top Team. But I still think the plans are Santana Ortiz versus the Lucha Bros. We hinted at it for a little bit, and then now we've got so. Santana and Ortiz coming Ooh. back to the inner circle. So I got These Lucha guys. Bros for that reason. Yeah, I got Lucha Bros winning. Next pay-per-view, Lucha Bros, Santana, and Ortiz. Love it. I'm All right, here we it. go. Now here for it, Tom. Well, so now let's uh, close the loop on this here. As I mentioned in the pre-show, we're going to have Thunder Rosa standing mm. – victorious with her hand held high then later in the show we get the aw women's championship match Britt baker versus tay conti we're getting Britt baker winning and Britt we're baker getting wins. 
Yeah, yeah, we're getting Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Collision Course. Look, she's going to put over Take Conti. Take Conti's going to look like a million dollars, but she's going to get the fucking, what do we call it? The, the lockjaw. Lock mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and uh, what's her ass? Uh, uh, blown out knee is going to cost her the match. Jamie what's Hayden. That? No, the other one. Oh, Rebel. Rebel. She's going to cost. cost her. The, okay. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be Rebel hits her with a crutch. Uh, Anna J comes out to take out Rebel, but that hurt Tay Conti. Britt Baker gets the victory on that, right? Because Tay Conti could beat her fucking ass if it was real, like if it was a legit fight. But anyhow, now let's get into some more fun. Man, this is a stat card. Now we're going to be talking about it. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I'm not entirely convinced that this isn't the time CM Punk loses. I think he might like feel like, hey, this is the guy I want to put over. I mean, I hope so. Because... Yeah, am I just hoping too hard? CM Punk. Yeah. Fuck. All right, I'm making my pick. Eddie Kingston, goddammit! You know what, fuck I'm going too. all in. I'm Eddie going Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I'm going Eddie Kingston. He can't be the face of the company if he keeps losing the matches. Because here's the thing. The whole basis of the feud again is off of Eddie Kingston losing to Brian Danielson. So you can't then have him lose again to see a punk. Here's what I'm talking about for the people. When we say, like, why are you still watching WWE and what we talk about with storylines? I fully know. We've been doing this a long time. This is a completely made up fucking fake thing we're why right fake i know is the wrong term but like scripted storyline we're here i want nothing more in my life than for eddie kingston to win <laughs> yes! this goddamn match you know yes! what i mean like and we just don't get that in wwe anymore like I, there's nothing where i'm like i need eddie mm-hmm. kingston to win this match yep i need him to i need him i fucking need it like i want to write him a letter of encouragement i like need yes! eddie kingston to win this match i want him to know i'm i'm behind you Right? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm here God for dang you. It. I'm going to be like sending you all the vibes. The mad this king. is going to, you, you know what this is going to turn into for our show? This is the John <laughs> yeah. Cena heel turn. Every oh, pay per view. <laughs> every pay per view, though. And then Eddie Kingston <laughs> is the champion. Yeah, it's going to be that every pay per view. Fuck. But good. Good. No. Fuck it. We, we stand behind this. Eddie Kingston. He should win this match. Look, yes. Punk. Punk at this point can lose a match, I feel like. And yes. it could help spurn this, like, okay, I'm gone away from the, like, hey, everybody, appreciate mm-hmm. you loving me now. Like, oh, fuck, wait a minute. And, <laughs> get serious. and also, AEW is not against the idea of having multiple moments in one show, right? Like, remember the last one? It was Adam Cole, but then it was right to Brian Danielson. So, again, we'll get to the main event and who we think is going to win that. That might be a moment. So that doesn't mean like underneath the card, we can't have more moments. And I think this is going to be that moment. And it kicks in. Oh, the shock. I mean, like, that's what look, I'm saying. And that's where I feel like I know these guys. We just talk like they may have actual beef, but I feel like CM Punk has. I felt like he's being honest in the like, hey, I'm here to like wrestle, give exposure to up and coming guys. And at some point, it sounded like that was a true story. He believed in Eddie Kingston at some point. And, like, I think we've all been feeling like Eddie Kingston is realizing some of the potential Eddie Kingston has had his whole career. So maybe we are getting that moment. We have to get Eddie Kingston to win. You're not going to – let's break kayfabe here. How dumb, promotionally speaking, would it be to have Eddie Kingston 
release his Players Tribune article where we are like, this is the guy that I love more than anyone in pro wrestling, and then have him lose. Didn't seem to lose to The Rock. Yeah, fuck yeah. That. That was, <laughs> yeah. But that was that storyline, right? Like, all of it was like, I've got to do this. I've well, no, that was the second one. Oh, that was the second one. That's Se- right. that's and that's true. when he okay. won. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, Eddie Kingston. Eddie it's Kingston. It's got to fucking be Eddie Kingston. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to, like, fucking be mm-hmm. mad if it isn't. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston. Right? Right. Eddie right? Kingston. Right. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Okay. Eddie King- right. Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, now let's move on to the next match. Mm. AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. Brian Danielson taking on late replacement, who did it earn his way in by beating Orange Cassidy. God's maybe favorite champion? God's Miro. forsaken champion. God's forsaken Miro. champion. Yeah, I think Daniel Bryan wins this, man. I think we're going to dig deeper. Like, again, this it just fits into this recent iteration of the Miro character, where he's like, looking at his hands like what are you doing to me god right like losing to a guy like daniel bryanson in his mind where he's bigger stronger more aggressive more alpha male more you know what i mean like all of that is going to send him off the deep end even worse right and daniel bryan is on this like trajectory trajectory so Mm -hmm. i don't see how it could be anything but albeit i wouldn't be surprised if the opposite results but i'm picking daniel bryan or brian danielson excuse me Right. Who yeah, is writing is. who is writing Miro's promos? Did you catch what happened on, on this Wednesday? I think it's where he Miro. Said, but where he said to Brian Danielson, say goodbye to your wife so I can go say hello to mine. Fucking Christ. I think I it's him. To, Dude, I think it's that's him. psychotic. That I mean, is I think he may psych- be like working with folks and like, hey, I'm gonna say this and somebody's like somebody may be like Hey, if you said this instead of that, he's like, oh, yeah, let me fucking write that down. Let me practice that. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure that can happen. I mean, it's we don't incredible. know, right? That's that's really behind the curtain. That's mm-hmm. behind some closed doors. But, like, you know, I can uh, I can see that happening. But I feel like this is coming from him. I think AEW is kind of championing themselves being that way, right? Like, what do you want to make this? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. His promos are must-see TV. Next level. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love him so much. You legit, like, oh, we're dealing with a psychopath here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm scared. This is this is, makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, with that being said, so so Brian Danielson wins the match. Now I said last a week, neck hold, right? Some right. kind of neck hold that makes him fucking tap because he's worried about his neck. Right, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking this, right? So Brian Danielson wins the match. That would make you think. Okay, so we're gonna go Brian Danielson. So let's go right into the main event. So that would make you think then Brian Danielson's taking on the winner between Kenny Omega champion and challenger hangman Adam page. So I ask you hangman Adam pages first feud is with ultra babyface Brian Danielson. I don't think he's necessarily been ultra babyface. He has come in and done babyface things, but like his attitude hasn't necessarily been like, Oh, I'm doing this for the fans. It's been like, I'm doing this to kick the shit out of people. And show mm-hmm. that I can still kick the shit out of people and that they've stopped me from kicking the shit out of people for mm-hmm. years. Um, so but, I can see that turn. Now, what I could see is Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson having one interjecting himself in that match and somehow costing Hangman and Kenny Omega wins. So maybe inadvertently. Here, right. Well, so let's let's revisit some of AEW's history here. The match that they went with 
for the main event of their biggest show at Arthur Ashe Stadium was Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, and that ended in a draw, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got to get that payoff somewhere down the line. Now we can keep Brian Danielson, babyface, babyface. We can still dig into the agony and self-destruction of Hangman Adam Page, and then Kenny Omega is wearing even worse suits than Seth Rollins next week on Dynamite. Or, or Hangman Adam Page wins. I alluded to this last week. Brian Danielson becomes this, I am a wrestling god. Hangman becomes intimidated by that, and that's our story. Can I overcome the greatest wrestler of all time? I just beat Kenny Omega, and now this new task is much harder than the last one. So I, the whole thing with with not having, like, if we don't have Hangman Adam Page win this title here, it's like we already did the thing where we thought Hangman Adam Page was, like, destined to win the title, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he didn't. So right. it would make the third one come around be like, okay, but really? Yeah. Are we doing this again? So I kind of, I just feel like I'm, I'm picking it. Page wins this. Yeah, I think maybe I'm I'm getting too far into the weeds. We could still do a triple threat at the next one, right? Hank, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega can be like, no, no, Don Callis put in the contract that I get a rematch instantly. I don't care about Brian Danielson. Or what I said, Brian Danielson comes in, gets interjected, like somehow whatever happens, Hangman Adam Page wins, and then Omega's like, well, that's your fault. And he's like, well, if it's mm-hmm. my fault, then fight me. And then Adam Page is sitting there like, holy shit, I just want to have a beer, guys, to celebrate my victory. You guys are ruining yeah. it. And then he gets hit, and he's like, all right, well, fuck, right? And then he starts fighting, and then we got a triple threat. Yeah, we could do that. Because, again, we haven't done too many triple threats in AEW, uh, yeah. at least not that I can think of. Especially I think the not last at, the, one, at that main event level and stuff. Yeah, the last one that I can recall was two pay-per-views ago when it was Pac, Orange Cassidy, Kenny Omega, and that was mm-hmm. great. So, yeah. yeah, that could happen. I feel also, as we kind of dig into these picks here, I feel like the crowd's going to riot if Hangman doesn't win. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I think you would disappoint yeah. fans at this point. You would get you would get the dud reaction of the uh, death match between Kenny Omega and You do have uh, a smart John crowd Moxley. with AEW, and you do have a hardcore crowd. And so, like, I think we would be like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get what you're trying to do, but, like, we didn't want that now. Like, we, yeah. we didn't want it the first time, but we were like, ah, you got us. And Tony Khan is, move. Is, plugged, is plugged into the right. IWC. Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page. Riding on a white horse, baby. If he rides in on a white horse, then he wins. I will I will freak the fuck then out. You know, then you know he wins. Yep. Mm, God, I God, love this God. fucking card. I love this company, Tom. It's the best. It's the best thing going. I'm excited, you know, man. I, I, I will say this too. Jonathan Snowden on Twitter. Follow him. He's a good follow. He said AEW, and he's a wrestling historian. He's written many books about mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. He said, and he has some clout in his opinions, that AEW has been the best wrestling promotion in the last 20 years. Like, hands down. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Now, listen, I mean, like, the only real options, again, from an American television watching perspective, has been WWE. We've had TNA and Impact Wrestling. But he's including you know, the but he's including the Bullet Club's rise in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, I would agree. I mean, this like, is awesome. It is. Uh, yeah, it's so great. Awesome. It's captured contemporary pop culture. It is like it's got something for everyone. I know when WWE says we got something for everyone, like AEW you know. actually lives that right. Mm-hmm. Like they've got brawling, they've got the flips and shit, they've got map based techniques. Like 
and they do it in a way that like it's not just like see we have it two mm-hmm. minutes move on right like they mm-hmm. actually feature stuff that it shows they are trying to spread love to young up and comers and expose them they've shown that they've like they care they about their legends. people behind the stage they uh-huh. can handle legends coming like so many things that just they just feel so so different so unique that i would agree with that like uh, nothing yeah. has been has felt like a movement like a party oh like this at all in the last aw aw and i'm gonna be gushing like a little schoolgirl here but aw feels like right now in 2021 as we close out the year it feels like if you were to equate this to music it's the band where you have the cd and you're just asking your friends for two songs let me just play two songs off of this cd and i guarantee you're gonna you're fucking gonna love, love it. this band and they're like okay but i keep hearing the name but i don't really know and like the friends are apprehensive but they're like i heard it's okay and then they give the shot to the cd and they're like holy shit this is great and then boom it catches on fire and then we hate it because then it got too big but right now it's that cd you're walking around school with like just listen to this fucking one song i swear to god if you just listen listen to to it you're gonna love it reference walking around school with a cd do you remember? Listen, you know I remember. About? I fucking remember. <laughs> I remember when CDs first came out. All right? I'm a little older than you are, man. I remember. Oh, I had cassettes. Oh, I had the Space Jam cassette. That's the best cassette I ever owned. Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this discs. All right, but it, this just feels like you'll just want to like I. I gush about this every opportunity I can. When like today, I went to a company outing and someone brought up, "Hey, Thomas does a podcast." I go, "Yeah," and they're like, "What is this about?" It's like pro wrestling. Oh yeah, so John Cena still wrestling? I go, "No," and fuck him. What you need to know is AW, and I just went into all AW stuff. And then I was like, "Okay, I got to calm down because everyone's staring at me." But like, that's how I feel. I, I'm I'm a fucking lunatic for it. It's love so it. goddamn it. good. It's so yeah. much better than anything else going right now. We love. It. That's why we're so excited for Full Gear. That's why we're excited for you to use hashtag Tweet the Table when you're watching Full Gear. Tell us what you thought. So next week when we're here, we're gonna tell everybody what you thought about it. Sounds pretty mm-hmm. simple, right? In the meantime. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on SpanishAnnounceTable.net for all the links, all the social media, the donate buttons, the merch stuff, all you want. And until then, man, just, uh, I don't know, Tom, got any parting words? Eddie Kingston's got to win. He does have to win. The Spanish Announce Table.